0: And welcome back to a special edition of This Film is Lit, the podcast where we usually talk about movies that are based on books. This week, though, it's not a normal episode, uh, like we said in our last week's episode... We're taking a break, a little week off for the whole holidays thing. uh, And then it also worked, uh, aligned our schedule up with some stuff. But we have a very special episode for you this week. We've done a review. We didn't do Force Awakens, but we reviewed Last Jedi when it came out because we weren't doing the podcast when Force Awakens came out. We reviewed Last Jedi two years ago when that came out. And we just saw The Rise of Skywalker for the second time. Mm -hmm. We have some notes, we have some feelings. And we're going to talk about them. So this is a Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker special episode review. Normally, our movie reviews and TV reviews and that sort of thing will be on our Patreon feed. We want to remind you: if you enjoy hearing us talk about current things without you know the normal format of a normal this film is late episode, if you support us on Patreon, you will get access to a lot more of that. We were we will soon be recording our thoughts on the full season of The Mandalorian. And the first season of The Witcher, which Mm -hmm. we literally just finished moments ago as we're recording this. So if you want to hear our thoughts on those things, head on over to Patreon.com for five bucks a month. If you support us, you'll get access to the bonus podcast feed that has all of those discussions. But this this today, right now, we're just talking about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. It's an instinct. (laughs) feeling the force brought us together
1: we're not alone good people will fight if we lead them people keep telling me they know me no one does
0: We're going to start spoiler-free. We're going to get into spoilers at length. We'll warn you before we get there. But we're going to do a little brief beginning part here that will be completely spoiler-free. So if you haven't seen the film yet and you're deciding if you want to or not, again, most people probably have. But this one I know people were a little more kind of because the critic reviews have not been stellar. Mm. Uh, and some of the some of the reaction online has been very mixed, shall we say, that I'm sure some people were kind of just trying to decide whether or not to go see it um i will say this if you my my sort of baseline is that i went into this movie or my baseline my sort of first take is that i went in this movie expecting to very much hate it like completely based on things i had seen said based on what i felt about the last jedi which if you didn't haven't listened to our review on that uh, i'm one of those rare people that really liked the last jedi I didn't love it completely, but I liked it quite a bit. Um, it, it's it's a different type of movie than what I was expecting, but I, I ended up enjoying it, and I think it does a lot of things that are really interesting and does them really well. You mm-hmm. didn't like it quite as much as me at the time. I know you still like it. Yeah, it's overall, not fine. Um, It's I think it does a lot of really interesting things, and I thought it was a really good character piece. Uh, And there's a lot to argue about whether or not, you know, a lot of people didn't feel that way, but I did. Um, And so I was worried because the rumor was that this movie was going to change a lot about what happened, sort of kind of go back on a lot of what happened in The Last Jedi. We'll get to whether or not that did or didn't happen in the spoiler part. But so I went in with very low expectations, expecting to hate it. I didn't hate it, but it's also not a particularly good movie.
1: Yeah, I would say that's accurate.
0: <laughs> uh, it had a lot of things that I didn't love. Um, it had a few, some things that I also really enjoyed and really liked. Uh, I think it's fun at times if you're willing to look past, and i not saying you have to or that you should look past the flaws in the film, but I think if you're able to sort of look past the problems in it, And kind of try to ignore that. Mm. There's fun to be had in this movie. Uh, When we went and saw it with my family, uh, they all enjoyed it quite thoroughly. And I think if you're not super analyzing, uh, not even analyzing, if you're just going to watch a fun Star Wars flick that'll kind of make you feel okay and feel good. And if you don't think about it, super duper hard. Just like kind of first impressions. I can understand. I, I think it's it's a it's a fine little ride, but it's also not a good movie. I don't think.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, it's. I would agree with that assessment. It's fun, but it's got issues. It's
0: got issues, and it's and it can also be very not fun depending on. I could see. I think part of the reason I was so I found it fun and and don't have the sort of outrage that a lot of the. So a lot of the the, the the outrage, not outrage, a lot of the uh, anger and sort of um, disappointment that I was seeing online was from people who really liked the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. um, and and on top of that, just who who liked Star Wars in general were very disappointed with it. Um, and a lot of them were sort of like more I follow a lot of like lefty critics, like media critics and that sort of thing. A lot of them seemed to really not like it. Yeah. And so I was prepped for that, and I, I think maybe I was also just a little worn out on not on just the whole thing to where when it didn't completely like do every worst <laughs> thing that I was expecting, I was like, okay, I yeah. think is what happened. Yeah. It didn't do every terrible thing that I was expecting as terribly. Um, Again, it's just sort of damning by f- faint praise, but uh, like overall it's like, to me, it's like a C minus movie. Like it's not in terms of like, if I had to give it a grade, mm-hmm. not that it's, a, that's not a good grade. But it's also not. I wouldn't give it's it an not F. A
1: great grade, but I think a C minus is fair. Um, as someone who has been a teacher, <laughs> I think uh, I think the low end of average, hedging on needs improvement, is fair.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's stop beating around and sort of talking more vaguely and just get into some of the things that I thought did and didn't work. This is still non spoiler, but I, this is some of the things that I thought worked really well in the movie and some of the things that didn't. We're definitely going to get into more of the Nick. Most of these things are positives because most of the things that are negatives really require spoilers to discuss. Yes. I I think at any length. Yes. Um, So if you want to see what we didn't like about the movie, you're going to have to wait and get to the spoiler part here. We won't – this first part won't take too long. But just kind of briefly, what I kind of liked, the things I thought worked about the movie, one was the performances – I love everybody, and of course, I mean, none of the movies have ever really, none of these three have ever had bad performances, I don't yeah. think, arguably. No, um, I don't think so. Like, compare, if you're comparing that to, like, the prequel trilogy where, like, Hayden Christensen's performance is not good. Uh, you, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Podman. Uh,
1: Natalie Portman? Natalie
0: Portman's performance is not particularly good. At times, it's okay at times. And a lot of that, again, is the writing and other stuff, mm-hmm. but just... Nobody, you know, nobody in this. Everybody feels like they're doing a really good job. I thought, I thought uh, Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver are both great in this one. They're kind of like pivotal to be good. Uh, everybody does fine. Like everybody's good at, and 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 beyond fine. I think Adam Driver specifically and Daisy Ridley both do a really good job, and that I think helps elevate certain moments in the film beyond what they're actually <laughs> doing. Like beyond yeah. what what is on the page in terms of like how it's affecting me emotionally. And I think that's the second thing is I think the emotional impact of a lot of the uh, scenes worked for me at least overall. I think this movie works on an emotional level if you don't think about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like if you just sort of watch it and then certain scenes happen and they, if you're not delve, like if you're not super like trying to deconstruct what's going on in the scene, yeah, it, it, it works emotionally on you. At least it did for me. I numerous times throughout this movie, I felt that, that tightness in my chest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mainly from two things, one, the performance, but also because we're already emotionally attached to these characters. Yeah. Over the course of the first two movies. I, I
1: think that is something that's really key. I don't think that this movie would work if it was all brand new characters yeah. that we didn't oh, know.
0: It wouldn't work at all. If yeah. these were new characters that we didn't know, or if the the uh, first two movies, and I think that's even a benefit. I think if you go back, if you watch this movie and you get those feelings, in your chest and you like this movie but you didn't like The Last Jedi I think you need to reevaluate what The Last Jedi was doing in terms of characters because I think a lot of I mean obviously about half of the character development was done in The Last Jedi to get you yeah. to the point in this movie to where you care about these characters and and when certain things happen you get emotional about it or you mm-hmm. feel happy or sad or whatever a lot of that had to do with The Last Jedi and so it was interesting to me That I think that even people who didn't like the Last Jedi would watch this movie and have to kind of at least appreciate the fact that some of their emotions in this movie are tied to what happened in the Last Jedi, which I thought was interesting Mm -hmm. and sort of interesting. Not dichotomy is the right word, but Um, also the other thing that makes those emotional scenes land the way that they do is the score. Oh yeah, the score is incredible. It's John Williams. It's probably going to be his. It's definitely going to be his last Star Wars score. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of his last scores of all time. But it's brilliant. Like, it's there. It's a Star Wars movie. The scores are always brilliant. Uh, it's always John Williams, and they're always really good. But this one in particular felt like it did a really good job of capturing, especially after seeing it a second time, little tiny details mm-hmm. of callbacks to different moments throughout the whole trilogy. Yeah. And different little music cues and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, they did a really good job of picking up um, previous pieces of the composition, and especially the character themes. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, and it also I also think this movie just leans really heavily on the score. Mm-hmm. It would it would be interesting to see and like compare in terms of like big scenes how much the score is prominent in this movie versus other like the first two mm-hmm. i feel like the score they use the score a lot more in this movie and sort of take out all the rest of the sound and just give us the score in a way that the first two movies obviously every star wars movie does that at times it's like kind of a thing but this one felt like it did it a lot and it, it, it works because the music's really good but also potentially like a little cheap like <laughs> if you're just leaning on that john williams score it's like all right um speaking of it being fun the action sequences i thought were all pretty good
1: yeah yeah
0: they weren't my favorite lightsaber fights but there are a fair number of them so you at least get like a handful of scenes that was a lot of complaints with the last jedi people had is that
1: there's not, like not, not enough lightsabers there's like not
0: any lightsaber fights really arguably um which i was very intentional but uh i I I didn't mind it, but I also can appreciate wanting, you know, it's a Star Wars movie. You want a good lightsaber fight. And there were some good ones. Nothing amazing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Honestly, I don't think any of them... Personally, I didn't find any of them in this movie as well choreographed and cool as, like, the throne room sequence in The Last Jedi, which isn't a lightsaber fight because they're fighting other people. Yeah. But... I thought that one was maybe more better choreographed and more interesting than any of the ones in this one. But there's more in this one and they're similar. Um, And we actually get some actual lightsaber on lightsaber fights, which are pretty good, including like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, which we'll talk about in the spoilers uh, that I thought was really cool. But we'll get there in a minute. And then the last thing I had for what I thought works was I thought the humor was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a very funny film, but it never there was only one moment in particular that felt out of place to me. That that I felt like it 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 was it was used poorly and if I remember I'll get to that in the spoilers but other than that I thought it was very uh, charming and funny in a way that felt ac- uh, appropriate
1: yeah to keep the movie that yeah
0: kind of light and fun in, in in an otherwise pretty heavy movie so I thought they did an okay job with that but and then there's what doesn't work and that for me was pretty much everything the script did. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's
1: it's the only thing you have listed here, but boy yeah. is it a big thing.
0: I have one note here, but it's it's literally everything. It's the exposition, it's uh-huh. re, retooling and sort of retconning what happened in the last Jedi, which they do to mixed very levels of success, I think. Yeah. Um and then they uh, also they cram way too much into this movie in terms of like there's a ton of exposition but nothing, nothing is explained enough. Mm-hmm. Really, like not a lot of stuff isn't. Like the main, um, so obviously it's in the trailers. It's not a spoiler. Palpatine's back, and that's like the big thing. He's the big bad, and that is not given nearly enough time to explain to us what's going on there and why. Yeah. Without getting into spoilers, uh, it's explained, but it feels real rushed.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot that we're expected to swallow, and I don't think that the the script does a good enough job of zooming the airplane up to our mouths.
0: Yeah, and and the thing is that this movie definitely could have been two movies, and now obviously it couldn't have been two movies, because the... The, it's the tril like they do trilogies like they do yeah. you know they do f- four five six one two three seven eight nine like they did that's how it works so it couldn't have been two movies but it also needed to be two movies or something it either needed to be two movies or the bigger co- the bigger critique that everybody has levied but that I also agree with and have felt even before I saw the movie is that it, it's so abundantly clear that they didn't have a plan yeah. when they started the sequel trilogy yeah that it if they had known this was the end game the whole time they could have completely changed how they were doing them not completely but tweaked the way the first two movies were set up to where this movie could have been one movie and we could have had a lot of the back, the legwork that we needed to get us to this final you know end game uh, in those first two movies whereas they try to do it in the first two acts of this movie and it just doesn't quite it didn't quite work for me. It didn't. It just felt like I was missing a lot and it felt like a lot was shoehorned in. And, and because of that, it has to be exposited by people standing in circles, which is never great. Yeah, you can do it. You get like it's- one scene of that maybe in a movie. But this movie does it a couple times. In a way that just feels it's not, real.
1: It's not interesting and it's hard to watch.
0: It's real hard to watch because this movie, one scene in particular, we'll get to, if we remember in the spoilers. it's not really, it's just one scene in particular early in the film, literally like the resistance is standing around in a circle explaining what's going on to each other in yeah. a way that just, it's like the laziest, like, sure, maybe that scene, maybe that would happen in real life like you know people would stand around circle and talk about what was going on so that everybody was on the same page but when you watch it in a movie it just feels
1: well like the laziest
0: form of storytelling
1: and it, it feels it feels awkward and unnatural and it reminds me a lot of like if you go to see like a high school play yeah and they're all clearly like standing on stage saying lines at each other that's what it feels like the there's when al- there's almost no way to not have it feel like that that's
0: the thing and and, and i think the thing that's worth the was the worst about it and this is my last little note here before we get to spoilers was about the script is the moment to moment writing i think you can have like a, like little lines of dialogue and stuff that just felt off and like Mm -hmm. that had to be the first pass at that where i'm like i shouldn't be rewriting dialogue on the fly in my head because i'm not that good of a writer but and and i don't have super specific examples but that scene in particular where we're talking about where the where the resistance is standing around like under the falcon or whatever like explaining what's going on um I was like, it, it, every line of dialogue delivered felt like the first pass at that line that each yeah. person was saying, because you can do that scene in a way that's really interesting if there's a little more subtlety and nuance to it, because, and now a lot of people will say that a later seasons of Game of Thrones had had its own writing problems, and I don't disagree, depending on the season and what you're talking about, but that show did a lot of people standing around war tables in rooms discussing things and explaining plot, and it never felt as contrived. yeah. And and on the nose as the scenes in this movie, yeah, you know what I mean. I
1: know, I agree. Yeah,
0: because you can do it in a way that that feels natural. Like, okay, yeah, this is a thing people have to do when they're in a war. They have to sit around and talk about what's going on, explain. You know what I mean? That happens, and we can watch that. But this movie, it, it literally is like high school level. Like, that means this character's doing this. Oh no! But how? Because this thing we didn't think of. Oh, I didn't think of that either. Like, and it's. And, that, and and they're delivered almost with that level of like stilted yeah, stilted weird it, it feels fake like it, it's yeah. so strange um yeah and and that was some of the bigger problems and again that's what I'm talking about when I say the moment to moment like writing was just like what are okay that can't be the best that a whole room of writers yeah. came up with
1: yeah like, I mean that's then that's really like the thing that kind of irritates me is that it's like is this really the best we could do yeah. Come on, guys.
0: It's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. yeah. And that, so that was, that was, that was rough, but we're going to get the spoilers. Like I said, overall, you already know if you wanted to go see this movie or not. I, 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 I said it on Twitter after we got out the first time of seeing it. I, I, I didn't hate it as much as I expected, which was about as good as I could have hoped for. But it's, I also did hate parts of it and yeah. didn't like a lot about it. But, it's not the worst thing that it could have been, but it's not super fun. I don't know. I'm. I've, I've, it's just. I'm very mixed, and I think I just can't muster a lot of like
1: enthusiasm. Enthusiasm
0: about <laughs> hating it because I, I, I. It could have been so much worse, but yeah. it's also not good.
1: Yeah, it's a so, C minus. Yeah, it's
0: a C minus. It's yeah. It's
1: not worth your energy to hate it. No, but it's also not good.
0: I would desperately have loved to see now what ryan johnson would have written for now because like love or hate last jedi like i and a lot of people don't like it and hate it i think that if they if if that if we had continued that story mm-hmm. and seen where ryan johnson took that because there's no arguing that ryan johnson is not a more talented writer than jj abrams and and chris terrio it's absolutely the case that ryan Johnson is. If just go watch knives out he wrote that movie by himself supposed, well, he's the only credited writer mm-hmm. I'm sure other people were involved but go watch Knives Out there's no way that again say what you want about the decisions made in The Last Jedi if if we continued those storylines there's no way that, that 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 Ryan Johnson's episode 9 wouldn't have been twice the movie that this is even if you didn't like where it went there's no way it wouldn't have been a better movie mm-hmm. I think but I also don't hate JJ J. Abrams. I think he's talented at certain things. I just think that maybe writing isn't one of them. <laughs> but anyways, um, it's, I saw a tweet uh, somewhere that it made me chuckle a lot because so J. J. Abrams JJ Abrams has been writing with Damon Lindelof for a long time. Like they wrote lost together. Uh they wrote oh, um Damon Lindelof wrote Prometheus. They worked on the uh the Star Trek movies together. Mm-hmm. Um at least the first one. Uh And so they've been like a writing team for a long time. And then everybody, all the writing failures in J.J. Abrams' movie, like everybody always liked the direction in like Lost and all that stuff. But the writing at times faltered and everybody always blamed it on Damon Lindelof. And then now since since they've sort of split ways and haven't been working as much together anymore, Damon Lindelof went on to write like The Leftovers and uh, The Watchmen. Mm. Which are both like everybody who sees them are like these are incredible and like be- amazingly written. And J.J. J. Abrams has gone on to write like Star Wars movies and I, I don't know what else he's been doing, but he's done other stuff. Um and as so I was tweeting the other day, it's like, so all this year is when I've been blaming Damon Lindelof for <laughs> Lost and uh and and Star Trek and whatnot. You tell me it was J.J. Abrams the whole time. (laughs) Like, was I blaming the wrong person this whole time? Because I also, but no, because Damon Lindelof wrote Prometheus. So you haven't been blaming. He just, he fluctuates. We got the layers. People are multifaceted. Sometimes they do good things. Sometimes they do bad things. So (laughs) True. Yeah. But anyways, that's it uh, for our non-spoiler discussion. Uh, Like I said, you've seen it or you haven't already. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, some of the spoilers of Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. So this is going to jump around a bit between things. We have some notes and spoilers of things we liked, but it's mostly things we didn't like, like yeah. I mentioned earlier. So we're just going to jump around and talk about them. First off, Rays of Palpatine. That's the big reveal. Which, <laughs> okay, I guess. It's one of those things that after episode seven, that's what I wanted, kind of. I wanted that, uh-huh. That after episode seven, I wanted that big reveal who is Ray. I loved the... is the J.J. Abrams, the mystery box. Like, he loves to set up those mysteries and be like, let you think about, ooh, what's this? What's it? And so that was a lot of fun. And I, if, if episode eight came out and that's what it was, I would be like, great. Maybe. Maybe I would have been. We'll see. But, oh, we won't see. But who knows? But then episode eight came out and I really liked that Ray was nobody. That was the whole idea is that she was nobody. And then nine comes out. It's like, nah, she's Palpatine's granddaughter. And it's like okay
1: yeah well it's uh, it's such an obvious yeah retool of the last jedi that there's no way to not make it feel like a retool because that's what it is oh it's
0: absolutely and now you can argue that and like it is fair to say that like because we talked about in our review of the last jedi whether or not we thought kylo ren was telling the truth when he told her your parents were nobody. This movie didn't actually, he wasn't lying. He just didn't know who her parents actually were. Like they essentially kind of were nobody to him that he knew of. Like, so this movie posits. So nine posits that he did. That's all he knew about her parents was that they were nobody. Um, but it, he just didn't know that they were like Palpatine's uh, son or yeah, son yeah. and daughter-in-law or whatever. Um, and so, like, he wasn't lying. He was just uninformed. I think it would have been more interesting if he had been lying, if he yeah. knew, which is what we speculated on.
1: Yeah, that would have been more interesting, and I think that would have been a better way to do it. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially,
0: but depending on what, because where this movie goes, maybe not. But yeah. anyways, I so I will say this. I saw a defense, um, so... <laughs> Of all the le- uh, the left leaning movie critics, it's not important. It just happens to be all the movie critics that I enjoy. They usually tend to agree with, tend to be left leaning people on Twitter and whatnot. They all hated this movie. The one person who likes this movie is Movie Bob. And oh, now, really? Yes, he's like he he's a he's a polarizing figure among plenty of people. But uh, I generally tend to like his movie. I think he has a he's a pretty good movie reviewer, regardless of anything else you think about him in terms of politics and stuff. In general, I, I tend to think he's he's a good critical eye on films. And he actually really liked this movie. And his... I don't know if he tweeted it or retweeted it. Somebody's defense of making Ray Palpatine, and it's the only good defense I've seen, is that maybe the writers thought that the idea of rejecting the... uh um Growing up and or, or finding out... Or being part of, like... An evil family that wants terrible things for you and doesn't and and want and it doesn't want the best for you, and rejecting that in favor of a new um in sort in in favor of like a found family that you created because they care about you is a more important message than the idea that like that the last Jedi posited of she's not anybody her parents aren't important don't really matter at all and she just gets to like i can't i can't i'm doing a bad phrase bad job paraphrasing the tweet but basically comparing like the two themes of that we had going and last jedi was that her parents don't matter right she's not uh she's not of a, a royal bloodline blah 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 right but she so can still like, do incredible the things. idea is
1: like anybody can be a hero yes
0: anybody can be a hero comparing that with the in this movie that you are of an important bloodline, but that's a but the those people that are part of that bloodline specifically are evil and bad, and want you to do bad things. And you reject that and decide to do good things instead, saying that maybe that's a better, a more important salient message. I don't know if I'd agree. I would also say that it's already been done in the original trilogy. Yes. so like that's maybe my argument against that argument is that sure that's a i can see that storyline being important but also we did that already yeah which obviously why jj abrams did it because we did that already is like should be the the byline on his <laughs> resume jj <laughs> <laughs> abrams we did that already but i'm doing it again <laughs> um and i like jj abrams at times <laughs> but uh But it's like, yeah, that's what the original trilogy is about. Like, that's Luke's story. That is literally Luke's story. Well, it's also, you know, he comes from, like, he doesn't know his destiny and wants something greater. But then finds out he's part of this, like, his dad is Darth Vader. And he's, like, has to reject that and go do, like, the whole Return of the Jedi is him rejecting becoming part of the evil empire. And then, you know, him doing that leads to his dad. So we're
1: doing the exact same thing. Just worse because we're yeah. crushing it all into one movie. Yeah,
0: just worse because it's all yeah exactly. And so, but I still thought it was not the worst like at least attempt at a defense of making yeah. that. But it's still I don't agree with it. I I, th- I still think I prefer the idea of of her not being of some super important bloodline yeah. that is gonna here to well, save the galaxy. Well, I, and I
1: saw um, I want to say it was. A Piece of like an interview with Ryan Johnson, yeah. Um, talking about how, uh, in the original trilogy, I am your father was the hardest thing for Luke to hear, yeah. And with this current trilogy, you're fucking nobody, yeah, was the hardest thing for Ray to hear, yeah. So, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe we push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah,
0: and just change it up, just change <laughs> yeah. it up. And, and especially because it's then there's also a really important message to because that's especially and Ryan Johnson's not a whole ton older than us. He's probably in his 40s, I think. Um or maybe close to 50. But that that idea that is another like you're fucking nobody is definitely a a thing that millennials and and g- maybe even Gen Xers, not maybe, for sure like Gen Xers and millennials and stuff. Deal a lot with this sort of that 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 search for an identity in a world mm-hmm. where it feels like impossible to find. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's definitely a thing that it's why everybody it, right. has a podcast. It's yeah, why, you it's, know. <laughs>
1: it's definitely a, a generational thing. Yeah. that we're grappling with.
0: Yeah, yeah, we 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 weren't forced into a, a world war to like go deal with, and then when we got done, just happy to have kids and not be in war or whatever. Like we, you know. So that that search for an identity is definitely something and a meaning is definitely something that identify or that that resonates with people our age, I would think. And I think that's what Ryan Johnson was going for. Um, And so, yeah, I I don't love it. I don't I I not not only don't love it. I liked a lot that Ray was no that she didn't have the royal, Mm -hmm. you know, the democratizing of the force, all that sort of stuff. I liked all that. And I didn't love that. They sort of dialed that back. Yeah. In this one. Except with like a weird bone throwing to like, oh, Finn also kind of has the Force,
1: but we're not gonna actually acknowledge it.
0: We're but only only so that he can feel when Ray's upset. <laughs> like literally, that's all he does with it. It's not maybe not all he does with it. There's a couple other moments where he potentially uses it a little bit, but they don't like. Yeah, it's just like a very. And now, that one rides, it's one of those things that rides the line between, like, oh, it's just, like, a little subtle thing that the movie doesn't explain, but also, like, maybe just a little bit more for that. Like, okay, yeah, I got it. Finn kind of has the force, but it felt like they just didn't do enough with it Mm -mm. to really, like, give it its due. It just felt like this weird, like, again, like, throwing a bone to, like... Yeah, The idea of, like, oh, yeah, other people can have the Force, not just the Skywalkers and the Palpatines of the world. I guess Finn can have the Force, kind of, a little bit. <laughs> like a lesser, like three-fifths of the Force.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop it.
0: God. Uh, I'm not... Look, I didn't write this movie. I'm just...
1: But also... Um, as long as we're still on Talking about on this topic. Um, there were a lot of lines in this movie that just like gave me cringe. Yeah. And you're a Palpatine was yeah. one of them.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's again, it's so many lines in this and maybe it was because they had to rewrite stuff and and the production cycle was potentially rushed because it, so many lines absolutely felt like a first pass at the line. Yeah. Like, it's like, there has to be a better way to say that. And there was a lot of ones. And again, I don't have specific examples because I wasn't taking notes in the theater. But I remember at least four or five times in my head coming up on the spot with, like, a better way to say that. That doesn't feel quite so stilted and, f- like...
1: Yeah, and weird and, and, and
0: contrived yeah. and cringy. Yeah, and, and and it's like somehow they managed on a lot of these lines to come up with just the worst possible version of it. Yeah. It seems like, but, yeah. Speaking of, we mentioned the Palpatine storyline, but uh the Palpatine storyline, it's all in this movie and it's JJ Abrams claims that's where it was always going, but boy, if that was the case, you could have done anything a- with it.
1: Anything. anything. Literally anything.
0: Literally anything with Literally. it in the first two movies. So you're a liar. <laughs> you're either a liar or Uh, you're bad at your job. It's one of the (laughs) two. It's one of the two. It's literally one of the two. It's either you're lying or you're bad at your job because if this is where it was always going, we need a little breadcrumb here and there to get us to there.
1: I I, I just... It completely boggles me. It baffles me that they so obviously did not have a plan for this trilogy. No. Because... Say what you will about Disney. Yeah. They're planners. Yeah. We're talking about the people that gave us the 10-year Marvel Cinematic Universe. And
0: now they didn't always, not every detail in all of those movies always jived. Sure. Like, there's things that changed and blah, blah, blah. But. But. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of mind-blowing and it's now, wild yeah especially when when stars especially when you're getting into star wars because there are definitely things between movies to movies in the marvel universe that you know where certain things changed and certain details just completely got retconned and yeah it's a little different because in 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 comic books and when one because there's so many of the movies that you kind of just forget what got changed and whatnot is part of it but two it's comic books so it's like kind of expecting the just like uh, don't don't worry about that we're on the new thing and like it's but but there sure. still wasn't anything as but to not even have an end
1: game right. in mind yeah
0: is and, and that name is that title so is whole wild super apropos obviously and, and so irresponsible I mean we saw Thanos in the first. Avengers, we saw him so early, yeah, before he ever was like in actually yeah. in a movie. I think it was the first Avengers, which was 2012, and then his first actual movie was Infinity War in 2018. Yeah, 2017, 2018. Mm. Yeah, 2018. Because wasn't it last summer and this summer? It was like yes. 2018, and then 2019 was endgame. Yes, I think so. I think so. Yeah, there was like seven years between when he was introduced and then when he actually showed up as like right. a character. So
1: you know, all of the middle details aren't there, and fair enough. Stories yeah. need to be moving things, especially yeah. when they have that many parts. But an end game, come on, guys, a finish line. Yeah
0: yeah well and especially because it's like okay so it's so clearly that like and 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 with the slights and we'll get to them here in a second with the with the sort of backhanded uh like dumping on the last jedi that this movie does at times like there's some very overt ones and some lesser ones but there's some really overt moments of just dumping on the last jedi it's like well if you didn't like it why do not you say anything while it was happening? Like, if yeah. you didn't want him to kill Snoke or whatever, maybe don't let him kill Snoke. Yeah. Or if you don't want him to say to have Luke toss the lightsaber off the cliff, maybe tell him he can't have Luke toss the lightsaber off the cliff. Like, I, it's mind-blowing to me that, yeah, it's so weird.
1: This whole thing frustrates me. Yeah. It frustrates me that... Look, I don't even have any emotional attachment to Star Wars.
0: I do. Full
1: disclosure, <laughs> full stop. I didn't even see the original trilogy until I was in college. Okay. I have zero attachment to this. I like them. Yeah. But I don't have any kind of like bond with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it pisses me off that they would be such irresponsible storytellers yeah. to not have some kind of an ending in sight. Yeah. For this.
0: Yeah. I know. And it because they and they especially cuz they amped up so much that this is not only an end of this trilogy, this is an end of the Skywalker saga of yeah. the whole 9 yeah. episode thing and it just feels like you can't end 40 years worth of movies without a plan <laughs> like you can't do it you just can't do it it's i and the fact that you thought you could is is a brazenness of the just the highest degree what yeah. they either should have done a hundred percent is they should have they should have let jj abrams do all three like, I
1: mean, they yeah, they probably should have that's what they should
0: have done. JJ yeah. Abrams should have written and directed all three. Like I say what you will about this one. I, I thought it wasn't good, and a lot of that's probably on JJ Abrams. But I really enjoyed The Force Awakens. I think it's yeah. a really solid, it's 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 a bit rehashy of episode seven, but it's a fun movie. It's it works overall. There's not a ton of really terrible inconsistencies, like plot mm-hmm. weird contrivances and stuff. Um it, it overall works. It hits a lot of really satisfying emotional beats. Uh, And introduces characters in fun ways. I think it's got really great uh, lightsaber fight in it at the end. Uh, So much about that movie I love. It's probably overall, I don't want to say it's my favorite of this trilogy. I think Last Jedi is a better movie. I think if you're going to ask me which one I would like randomly pop in and watch, it would always be The Force Awakens just because it's like, the most digestible like yeah fun and and you don't have to worry like I, everybody liked it so like you yeah. don't have to i don't have to think about why people hated this movie and stuff cuz that just makes me feel bad <laughs> um, even when i liked it or whatever um, but if he had done that and done his story the whole three movies this probably would have been it probably wouldn't have been as interesting but it would have been a better
1: yeah, it would have been Satisfying ending,
0: probably. It would have been
1: solid Bs all the way
0: through. Yeah, nothing pushing the envelope, but just like, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. C plus B, whatever. Yeah. Great job. You, you, you did the same thing again. Like, whatever. Like, it's fine. <laughs> but then they gave it to Ryan Johnson, and he's like, nah, curveball. I'm doing my own thing because he's an interesting guy who writes interesting stories, and he doesn't want to just do this, you know. Yeah. So he writes The Last Jedi, and, and whatever you like about it or don't like about it, it's different, and it's interesting. When that happened, they should have just let him do the ninth one because then you continue on whatever he set up. But then you go back to the guy to the first one, which is nothing like the second one. Not nothing like it, but like. It's, uh, it's just, well, it's like, it's,
1: wh- it's insane. It either, they didn't have any idea of where they were going, or they didn't tell Ryan Johnson yeah, where yeah, they wanted that's, to go. That's what's and wild And then there to was me. like zero oversight on what he was doing that's from what's... like other writers and storyboarders and a bajillion other people that are involved with making a billion dollar action <laughs> franchise. That's what
0: feels so shitty about it to me is that. They had him make that movie, and before it came out, they said, I heard Kathleen Kennedy and other people say, this is the best Star Wars movie that's ever been made. I remember interviews of people saying, this is changing. It's amazing. It's so good. It's incredible. And then the movie comes out, and, like, 25% of people love it 75% of people Or 50% of people Hate it 25% of people Are like whatever I don't know what it broke down But like I would argue It's probably like Half and half Between like and dislike Mm -hmm. And then there's probably The extremes of like Love it and hate it Uh, And it's a very vocal Majority that hate Or minority that hate it But a lot of people Didn't like it Or whatever and they completely just, like, were, like, caved and threw Ryan Johnson oh, under, under the bus. under the bus
1: you go, Ryan.
0: Yeah. They are like, uh, well, uh, and then, and then they have the nerve, like, I get, I get their, the, like, them, them trying to course correct and be like, okay, uh, let's get, everybody liked Force Awakens, so let's get J.J. Abrams back to wrap this thing up, so, uh, like, nobody disliked Force Awakens, at least, so, like, uh, he can do this, but then for the, the gall of him, of them coming in. And like literally taking shots, and we'll just talk like one of them here. Like when, so at one point, uh, Ray in in Force Away, or Rise of Skywalker f- is is on the island, is on the, the the Jedi island from Last Jedi, and she's like burning Kylo Ren's ship, and she's throwing shit into it, and she goes to chuck Luke's lightsaber into the into the fire, mm-hmm. and uh, Luke's uh, Force ghost steps out of the fire and catches it and walks out. And that would be one thing, but then he says uh, a Jedi's weapon should be treated with more respect or something along yeah. those lines. So like a very clear something shitty. So a very obvious and clear jab at the beginning of the last Jedi when Luke tosses his lightsaber over his shoulder. Which okay, fine. But like to 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 come in and write that after you let Ryan Johnson do what he did in the last movie is 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 the fucking Louis. shittiest thing? It's the gall. It's fucking wild to me. Again, even if you dislike what Ryan Johnson did, yeah. imagine a whole studio of people sitting around watching that happen, going, "Sure, fine." And then when fans don't like it, going, "Yeah, fuck that guy." let's uh, hey, JJ, come make fun of this nerd. Like what? What? <laughs> like it's fucking crazy. Is, to me. It's
1: this the fucking nerve, the gall of it. Yeah. I because Ryan Johnson isn't the one that fucked up. If we're gonna call it a fuck up, then the studio fucked up. Yeah. You done fucked yeah. up Disney. Yeah. Not Ryan Johnson.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. Like you could not like his movie, but his movie only got made because the studio let him make it. Yeah. That way. That like that's how this works when you're making a movie like this. Like you can say you didn't like the decisions he made, but those decisions were only allowed to be made because it's like, like they uh, 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 in Ant-Man. Ed- Ant-Man was originally being directed by Edgar Wright.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Edgar Wright was like, I want to make Ant-Man this way. And everybody knows Edgar Wright's my favorite director. He's like, I want to make Ant-Man this way. And they were like, no, you got to do this, this, and this. And he goes, okay, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. And they got a different director to do that will come in and do what they wanted. And Ant-Man turned out fine. It was not amazing, but it was fine. It would have been way better if Edgar Wright had directed it, I'm sure, but it was fine. But the studio was like, hey, you can't do this. You can't do this. You got to have this. You got to have this. And he was like, I'm walking. If that was what was going to happen in Last Jedi, if they came in and Ryan Johnson was like, I want to do this. And they're like, you can't do that. And then he goes, OK, I'm walking. Then thought, like, Yeah. But they didn't do that. They said, OK, yeah, do that. And they're like, good job. We like what you're doing here. Oh no, we hate what you're doing here. What is... We gotta get off this topic. Get your but house it's,
1: in order, Disney. It's
0: fucking bonkers to me that that they would then go and then yeah, it's the shittiest thing.
1: Uh, all right, yeah, let's get off of that topic. Uh, the um, Ray,
0: Ray, Ray Kylo Ben kiss. Oh, so much cringe. I hated that. Uh, so at the uh, end of the movie, I like that whole scene. That whole scene overall, in general, I felt it felt good to me I liked we set up the force healing there's a very distinct reason that the Mandalorian episode with the force healing came out right before this movie I think um, but uh, they set up the force healing uh, earlier in the movie and so you kind of knew where it was going but I liked it it's the only way this movie could have redeemed Kylo it's, I everybody's kind of saw the Kylo redemption art coming because yeah. especially when J.J. Abrams took over yeah. that's what's absolutely going to happen uh, so I didn't hate it. I didn't, whatever, it's fine. Um, but the, I, I liked that, you know, they they fight together. I like that. I like a lot of the end, like, without thinking too distinctly about the moving parts of it. Um, I like the forced teleportation of the lightsaber. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, like, because again, I, I like, it, yeah. And I love them coming together. And I love the shot where they turn together and face Palpatine. It's cool. But again, I don't like Palpatine. Like, whatever. There's a lot of it I don't like, but I like elements of it. And I like that scene where more where, where Ben dies. I thought it was a well-done scene other than the fact that Ray kisses him. Feels weird.
1: Feels weird.
0: And un Feels real weird. And not like it should have been there.
1: I, you know, there's a lot of things that I can handle in a movie viewing experience. I can handle secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Fine. It's part of the story. Sure. I cannot handle cringe. Yeah. I hate it. It's a horrible sin to me if a movie makes me cringe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that scene, that moment, yeah, definitely made me cringe because it's, it's it, the the movies before this had been, there's been moments of, even in The Last Jedi, which, you know, we talk about how how much they didn't like elements of it and they abandoned a lot of it. Mm-hmm. There were elements of sexual tension in that movie between Rey and, and Kylo. Yeah. And so maybe that was something they told Ryan Johnson that ultimately there's going to be like, we need romantic tension to become them. Because there's a scene where like Kylo's shirtless and Ray's clearly like. Flustered. Yeah, flustered yeah. by it and that sort of thing. So it's like, there's not like it came out of nowhere. Right. But it definitely wasn't set up in a way that felt like. Natural. Natural to where we get to the end and then they kiss is like, yeah, that makes sense. It didn't make sense. And it just felt all. The, to me, that scene, it works so much better and is so much more powerful. If Ray's dead, he saves her, she wakes up, they look at each other, she smiles, he smiles, because it is the first time he's smiled in the entire series, Mm -hmm. which I think is a really powerful moment, and I I, I like that, but because of a kiss, like, I don't, it just feels weird, and like, I know it's like a physical... Uh, portrayal of love, which is something that Kylo needed to feel, or whatever. I I don't know. It just, it, it just, it just. He saves her. She's alive. He's happy because of that because he likes her, and he always yeah. has throughout all the movies. He's always felt a connection to her, and we've talked about. I mean, even you know before this movie, that's always been the case. So just have him smile because he saved her, or whatever, and then he dies. Sure, fine, but the kid. It's not good guys it's not good they completely dump Rose
1: oh they sidelined the shit out of Rose
0: but they they did the worst way they did it the worst way ever by having her sideline herself yeah I feel bad that that actress had to agree to do that to be in this movie probably yeah because they literally go up to her and Finn's like are you sure you don't want to come and she's like nope I'm good here not on camera. And they were like, great, bye. And I was like, oh, my, guys. And this is one of the things that you noted and you mentioned it, but it really did. There's a lot of those kind of things that absolutely felt like this movie caving to just the worst.
1: Just the worst sliver of, of the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. Yeah, sure smells like it.
0: Sure, sure smells like it. Like that, yeah, because everybody hated, not everybody, sh- shitheads hated Rose for lots of reasons, namely probably real racist, sexist reasons mm-hmm. uh, in in The Last Jedi. And so they're like, oh, well, don't worry, guys. So will just kind of like be in the background occasionally in this one. We can't get rid of her completely because, like, she didn't die in the last one, but, like, she won't really be in this one. And it does, it's the same thing with, like we talked about with with, with the the lightsaber throwing part. And, like, just anything yeah. that anybody didn't like, they were just like, let's take a little, we'll, we'll put a little band-aid on that on camera. Because we, we're, we're cowards. Yeah. <laughs> because we're fucking cowards. Ugh.
1: Like, I mean, I guess I can't prove that that's what happened. But it
0: sure as shit feels like it.
1: If you're smelling shit, yeah, there's shit somewhere around. Yeah,
0: no, it absolutely. I I think, and I think it's the case. I think they very. I think they probably weren't lying when people like execs or whatever were saying before Last Jedi came out that they loved the movie. I think they probably did. Yeah. But you know what they love more than movies is money. Yeah. And so when everybody came out and said we hate this movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, when when the loud people on the internet came out and said Last Jedi sucks and like critics loved it, but fans were very torn apart on it, and you know, half the people loved it, half the people hated it. Um, when that happened, uh, they came out and they were like, uh yeah, and they just caved. They caved because they're cowards. They're cowards, and they <laughs> they they don't like their movies as much as they like money. So <laughs> they're gonna do what they can to try to write that ship. Even though it's not a ship that needed to be righted, but no, this is a tough thing for them. Uh, obviously, Carrie Fisher died in like the pre-production of this movie, yeah. So, and 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 this was very much going to be focused. So, their plan was for this movie originally to be focused on Leia. So, they had to change a lot, mm-hmm. and she's still in a lot of this movie as a CG composite mm-hmm. or or scenes filmed from four previous movies that are like composited into scenes in this movie and is very apparent.
1: I I was interested in hearing your assessment of the CG compositing because I I don't know a lot about that. I consider myself more like a quote unquote average Moviegoer, in regards to like special effects. Like, if they're really bad, obviously I'm going to notice that. But, like, subtle bad, or if I don't know a lot about the technology. And so I thought it looked okay. No, no,
0: it does. It's not the CG I, – I was just saying that that's what they did. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that it looked bad. I think overall it looked fine. Mm-hmm. The work they did with her uh, – because some of it was supposedly scenes filmed for, like, Force Awakens or Last Jedi mm-hmm. that either weren't used or whatever, um, where they just basically, like, composited the actual shot of her into a different shot, right. basically, or, you know – and then other ones were, look, to me, looked more like they were kind of a, an amalgamation of, like, CG mixed with, like, dialogue, cut up. I don't know. Yeah. But the thing is that, regardless of how the CG looked, which I thought was fine, I think the dialogue and the scene she was in felt very obviously piecemealed and yeah. shoehorned to get, like, It was
1: the dialogue that together. gave it away for me. Because, like, some of the... Some... <sighs>
0: It was like talking to a CG phone. Like, it was like when you call a phone line and it can only respond with certain generic lines. Yeah. Kind of.
1: Well, yeah, kind of. Like, there were things here and there that were fine. But then there were other moments where, like, a character would say something to her and her response would only kind of
0: work. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's like a computer. It's like when you're talking to an AI. Yeah. And, like, so they were working with what they had... And it kind of works, but it's also very noticeable that this was not the performance or the dialogue that she would specifically be giving yeah. in this scene. And you can tell. Yeah. At least to me, I could. Like, it. No, felt. I,
1: yeah, I, you can tell.
0: And it's not terrible. It wasn't awful, but it was just a little like. Noticeable, like yeah. it's one of those things that kind of takes yeah. you out of the movie. It's a not bit.
1: terrible, and I, I will say that I did feel like it was at least respectful yeah. of her. Yeah,
0: it was. I thought. Yeah, they had. I thought there was a nice moment too, where her daughter runs up yeah. and says a line to her. It felt, and they linger on it for a minute, and it felt like they were giving that a moment, and mm-hmm. that felt nice and respectful and cool. Because I don't think they actually had like a line together. Like it felt like they were specifically like giving her daughter a line, a moment with her because I don't think she, she was in Last Jedi, but I don't know if they ever actually had like a scene. I don't think they, they may have, I don't remember, but I don't know if they ever had like a scene together. And it felt like this movie was like, we want to give you a scene, you know, Mm -hmm. which felt cool. And I liked that, but yeah, it just felt clumsy, not clumsy. It just felt like they were working with scraps and you could tell that they were working with scraps.
1: A, a little shoehorned in and it was most times. obvious
0: yeah it was most obvious to me in her death scene
1: mm-hmm.
0: because her death scene the first time we saw it i did not understand what was happening yeah because she just like ray and ben are fighting on the death star and then we just cut to a shot of leia dropping her headset and walking away from like a computer Mm-hmm. and i and i we're to, we're to understand that she's sensing them fighting, but to me it felt, we needed an extra shot of her, like, face
1: mm-hmm. before
0: that, of like, like, as soon as the, as soon as like, Kylo shows up and they face off and they start talking, like, just a shot of her like, looking up, like, yeah. starting to well, sense it or something. Like,
1: similar to how they had her in, uh, Force Awakens yeah. when Han Solo dies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then and then after keep fighting then she drops the headset and walks away. It just felt so abrupt that I was like, "Wait, what's going on?" Yeah. Because she drops the headset like she heard something on the headset that was upsetting, not like I'm sensing yeah. something with the force. It was just a little like clumsily done, and then she just goes and then she says Ben to to Ray and it works okay, but like the idea is that that she used all of her energy just to project her voice to kylo Mm -hmm. and that that is what
1: that's what starts him on his yeah turnaround
0: yeah like she calls out to him and he's like oh shit um and then him dying and being reborn literally um or not dying but almost basically dying and then being reborn blah 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 um but i just thought that whole sequence was so clearly not the way it should have been done because they were working around the fact that Carrie Fisher wasn't there to shoot. Yeah. I literally was very confused the first time we saw it. And the second time I was less confused, but still could notice that it just didn't feel right. It just felt like they were missing shots that they needed. They
1: tried, but it doesn't quite work. Yeah.
0: So at the end of this movie, we got to talk about this. (laughs) We'll wrap this up here before too. I'm going to have a ton more notes, but at the end of this movie. So the whole Palpatine storyline, he's been raising this giant fleet of, of star destroyers the mm-hmm. final order to go and destroy the whole galaxy so that he can rule over them all or whatever and we see this fleet at the end of the movie it's like thousands of star destroyers yeah as far as the eye can see across the horizon of this planet
1: A whole lot of star destroyers. like within
0: you know like all bumper to bumper the whole sky star destroyers thousands of them uh and Each Star Destroyer is staffed roughly, and Lindsay Ellis tweeted about this, but each Star Destroyer is staffed roughly by like 40,000 people Mm -hmm. in order to like have it operate or whatever, because it's a giant freaking spaceship. And so at the end of this movie, uh, our heroes destroy all of them. Everyone. Every single one of them. Literally murdering, I say murdering, it's war, whatever, uh, killing millions mm-hmm. uh, I, whatever the math is right. hundreds of thousands to millions of people
1: which is a problem
0: because yes, because
1: we know as it has been set up in the previous films and, and, in, this and movie, in this movie again we know that what the first order does is they go out and they kidnap children yeah and can script them into their army. Yes,
0: because that's what happened to Finn. Yeah, that's what, Finn. That's what happened to Jana or uh, Joanna or oh shit, I, I can't
1: think know. it's Yana. Yana
0: in this movie. Um, and they specifically say in this movie after Kylo comes back from uh, as whatever the planet is that Palpatine's on, it's I can't It's
1: like Exegol or yeah. something like that. Exegol. That's Exegol.
0: It. When he comes back from Exegol and knows they have this whole fleet. One of the generals or whatever in the in the first order says we'll have to uh amplify our our yeah. recruiting or like she says like we're gonna have to like go steal more kids, basically, basically. is what she says. Like we're gonna have to go get inscript more people to fill out this fleet. Like they specifically mention that in the movie. So we know that these ships have to be staffed by thousands and thousands of people who don't. Are, we're literally slaves. Yeah. And our heroes just kill them all. Just kill them all.
1: Which is wild because they had right there, right there, they had a really cool side story. Yes! Where Finn and Yana, Jana, whatever her yeah. name was, I think she only said it like once, yeah. go and... Raise an army of disgruntled, kidnapped stormtroopers because
0: they talk about it early. That's how they bond early in the movie. Is they talk about how they were both stormtroopers and how they both, you know, uh, put down their guns and ran away from the 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 first order or whatever. And it's it's so easy. All they need to do is because they give a speech, like Finn and Poe give a speech at the end of the movie to like everybody. Have them do that over, and it doesn't even have to be them broadcasting it but it could be you can do it however you want but have them do that speech over like an intercom system because maybe they're saying it to like instead of just yelling it to the 30 people that are around Mm -hmm. in uh, in the resistance area they're like saying it to all of the resistance fighters in the area some of them are on spaceships some of their whatever like so they're doing it over the intercoms to like everybody and maybe and you can do it in one of two ways either they're also broadcasting it in a way that they hope that maybe some yeah. of the pe- and I think that's better is that they broadcast this out and they hope that some of the people on the on the star destroyers will hear this and they do and then they start their own revolts within their star destroyers and then cuz then <laughs> imagine the moment of star destroyers like imagine that moment where all of a sudden they're like we're losing what are we going to do and then all of a sudden one of the star destroyers turns, turns on its one cannon of yes. and blows up another yeah. Star Destroyer and you're like holy shit! And then it cuts inside and it's, you and know. And
1: stormtroopers like ripping their helmets yeah, off. Yeah, ripping their helmets
0: off and it, what a fucking moment that is! It's it's mind-blowing that a whole studio worth of people didn't like change nothing really, else about this movie.
1: Really, I 100% thought we were getting this scene. Change nothing else about yeah. this movie.
0: Like, that. What? They Why? They set it
1: up. They remind us of the relevant details that we need to know yeah. for that to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Here's the thing you've been dumping it on fucking Ryan Johnson for this whole movie. Hey, y'all, remember Broom Kid? Remember fucking <laughs> Broom Kid from The End of The Last Jedi? Everybody memed on fucking Broom Kid. And everybody's like... "Well, is he going to be a Jedi in this one? Is he going to matter? Is he going to be important? Never going to see that kid again. But... What if... Just what if... Just go down this journey with me. That whole thing we just mentioned. What if at the beginning of this movie started... We see Broom Kid. And he gets captured by the or maybe not the beginning maybe after they say we need more people to staff these yeah. ships or whatever. we could
1: do a quick montage of them deep steel grabbing kids. people like yeah. after
0: they say we need more people to 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 man all these ships blah 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 we they start grabbing these kids maybe putting them in cages relevant social commentary and then <laughs> um and and one of the kids they grab is the fucking broom kid from the last Jedi, broom kid broom kid and then we get to the end of this movie, and they they do the speech, and what like we said, they don't know if it's going to work or not, but they do the speech, and they're hoping some people are listening, and we're cut, and blah blah blah. And then we get to the part where one of the one of the star destroyers turns its cannon on another star destroyer, blows it up, and then we cut inside, and like you said, the, the stormtroopers are ripping their helmets off, and they rip them off, and one of the kids, or or, or something happens, I don't know how exactly it would work, but they would. They could come up with a way where one of the kids is broom kid leading this rebellion, and we see him using the force because that you know, like he picked up the broom with the force, yeah. and like he's using the force. It like it's such a fucking cool moment. It's such a cool moment, and it gives it ties back in a way that feels like you don't hate everything about this movie. Yeah, and just.
1: I'm like my mind is still blown that we did not get this scene slash storyline because as soon as they were like, Oh, they shut that tower down, we're gonna have to go on to the actual ship. Yeah. I was like, Absolutely, this oh, is yeah. where this is going. No.
0: No. No.
1: Fuck you, says J.J. Abrams. No,
0: it's so obvious. It's so obvious, and then because then you just imagine, like it's said, that moment would blow everybody's mind. It would be like even if even if you saw it coming, it would just be like that great yeah. moment. And then you get you get all these Star Destroyers turning on each other and like Star Destroyers fighting Star. It would be so fucking cool. It would be so cool. And then you get Tie Fighters, like they start flying Tie Fighters, and it's Tie Fighters in formation with X Wings and fucking A Wings. How fucking cool is that? Like, my little Star Wars heart can't take how fucking cool that would be. Like, how fucking cool it would be if, like, all of a sudden these TIE fighters and shit are dogfighting other TIE fighters and, like, X-Wings are, like, helping. Like, fuck. I I would stand and applauding in the goddamn theater. It would have been so cool. It would have been so cool. I'm so mad about it. I will die mad about it. Ugh. Goddamn. All right, a couple of little quick uh, cool things that we liked in spoilers before we wrap this up. Um, I like the moment, and this is probably both of our favorite moments in this movie, maybe. At least up there. There's a moment at the end after everything's done, and Ray goes back to Tatooine. uh, She's going to bury Luke and Leia's lightsabers together. And she goes back, and she's going into the little homestead, and she's... (laughs) She, she grabs a hunk of metal out of the sand and she slides down into the homestead on it. And as she's sliding, the Ray's theme mm-hmm. from Force Awakens plays. And it's the exact same theme and moment as when she was sliding down the sand when we first meet her character. That's such a nice, cute, like yeah. beautiful little callback.
1: Best part. It was a,
0: one of the best parts of the whole movie. I was like, oh, that's that's great. I like that a lot. That's great. I also just really like her theme. It's yeah. It's like a great theme. Uh my maybe favorite scene in the whole movie, like scene in the whole movie is the Ray and Ren uh Ray and Kylo Ren fight where they're uh he's on I Je- can't remember the name of that planet, the the war torn planet that mm-hmm. they the they go to. And uh she's on the Star Destroyer in like his broom or whatever, and they're dueling Yeah in different places, but
1: and then, like, in stuff the is place. falling into yeah. the opposite place.
0: Yeah, where, like, they'll hit, like, he cuts, like, a thing of his lightsaber, hits, like, a thing of, like, berries or something, yeah. and then they spill onto the floor in the room she's in, which is, like, a stark white room. It's, like, the coolest, like, and most yeah. interesting moment in the movie that's, like, a really cool idea that was set up in the earlier movies where they...
1: Yeah, I thought that was actually a cool, like, continuation of something that was set up in The Last Jedi. And I, w- I wish they would have done more stuff like that. Yeah. Just, like, rolled with more of it instead of being dicks about it.
0: Yeah, but I thought that whole fight back and forth is really cool. And then it destroys, she destroys the the stand and the helmet falls mm-hmm. and he sees it and he knows where she is. And now you kind of have to look past the idea of like how he didn't already know where she was or what they're seeing in that moment because yeah. she seems to be seeing. Well, we're seeing both environments. Right. And like, is she only seeing her? It's possible that she's only seeing her environment and he's only seeing his environment.
1: It's not quite clear. It's not quite
0: clear, but maybe that's what it is. But we're seeing both. Yeah. Maybe it feels a little, but it's still really cool. I, I was like, I could look past that little sort of like of oven, but I thought it was really, really cool. I like Poe's old friend, uh, played by, uh, what's her name? The chick from, uh, the Americans, I think it oh, is. I don't know. Uh, it's Carrie something or another. She's a, Oh, know, really? A, a Carrie, is it a Carrie Russell maybe? Um, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's Carrie is. Russell. Uh, I know she was in it. I'm pretty sure that's her. Um, at least it looked like her eyes to me. Uh, but I liked her character design, and I thought her scenes with Poe were really good. Mm-hmm. And I like Poe a lot in this movie. And I think all the stuff where like that has nothing to do with like the grand storyline in terms of like Ray and whatnot was all pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> in this movie, like when we're not worried about like destiny and like the Palpatines and whatnot, I was yeah. like more on board. Um, and I liked her character design, even if it was a little like Daft Punk. She kind of looks like she should be in Daft Punk. I
1: like. didn't mind her like character. I didn't like her costume design. Really, I thought it was very like dissonant to where they were in a way that was like weird to me and looked weird. Like they were in this like like war torn ghetto, and there was a very like World War Two Gestapo vibe yeah. to it. And then like all of a sudden, there's the pink Power Ranger.
0: I, don't, I didn't get it. I don't disagree. It wasn't dissonant. And it was striking to me at first. And I was like, what the heck? But I just overall thought it was a cool design. It, it didn't feel it didn't fit in that location. I will yeah. agree. But I thought it was a cool character design. And I liked her and I liked her relationship with Poe mm-hmm. and it added some depth to Poe that I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And I again, I thought her her, her armor and stuff was cool looking uh again if it wasn't basically just a daft punk helmet but which it kind of is but i i don't disagree that it was a little dissonant with like the environment and that yeah. may have been on purpose but i don't know what that purpose would be
1: but, right well and i think if i if we had been initially introduced to her in some in a different environment i probably wouldn't have had such a right. visceral reaction to it yeah um but while we're on the subject of costumes and poe i did like that he was out there looking like indiana jones yeah
0: yeah absolutely the yeah. movie we deserve. He needs to be Nathan Drake. No, he needs to be Nathan Drake. Young Nathan Drake. Absolutely. It's a video game character who's basically Indiana Jones. Mm. But um uh yeah, he he yeah, very dapper, very handsome. I liked some elements of how it ended, and this is controversial. I think this is a lot of people didn't like this. I've seen a lot of memes on it, and I don't dislike the memes because I get it. But I liked because I liked the overall message they were going for. I liked the end where Ray goes back to tatooine, buries the lightsabers, somebody asks her what her name is and she says Ray Skywalker. I get I get it. I get that it's like cheesy is all get out and I get that it's I get it. I get everybody's complaints about it. All of that I understand and I don't disagree. The meme where somebody tweeted about how it's somebody asked her to, she's Ray and then she looks into the distance, Ray Star Wars and then the credits roll like I that made me laugh a lot and I get it, but I also liked the idea of that your parents aren't the people that are most important to you and who you are and what your name is isn't. Determined by birth and by who gives you that name and that sort of thing, but by what you choose and who matters to you. And that's what they're going for. And I liked that. I liked that, but I also get it why people yeah. thought it was dumb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm more on the opposite side of you. I, I like the message, I think the message is good and positive. The way it played <laughs> out gave me cringe.
0: I yeah I can't argue I didn't think it, yeah I didn't think it was super cringy I didn't think it was super cringy but it, I can see why some people would
1: I think the only way they could have made it more cringy is if they had had her break the fourth wall and look into the look camera look into the camera
0: Ray Skywalker yeah I, I look I don't disagree entirely I just I don't know I like Ray a lot and I liked her overall journey. Even even with the Palpatine thing, I liked her overall journey, and I, I was I, so I, I it worked for me. But I, yep, yeah, I get that it's bad. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was all I had. I think. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. So yeah, that's 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 all the details. All the little spoilery discussion of all the stuff that didn't work for us. And like I said, I didn't hate this movie. I liked it more than I thought I would, but that was very low expectations going <laughs> in.
1: So. Yeah, I feel like it's not saying much. Nah, it's
0: not saying a whole <laughs> lot. And obviously you've heard all my, all of our... Yeah,
1: you've heard all of our myriad complaints myriad now. Myriad complaints.
0: I'm so, I'm so mad now. I, I can't get over the idea of just the single shot of, of Poe's X-Wing flying into the center of the frame and then, like maybe Snacks Wex whatever Snap Wexley whatever that guy's name is comes in in his A wing, and then all of a sudden, like three Tie fighters come in behind them in like a flying V, like the goddamn Mighty Ducks, <laughs> and they just fucking wreck shot. I
1: we can't have ideologies I mixing, can't okay?
0: Fucking explain how happy that would have made me, <laughs> just how incredible that moment would have been. Oh, I, I literally might have just like applauded out in the theater like a mayhem. I don't know. I would have loved it so much. But anyways, that's that's all we got for this. That's our Skywalker Rise of Skywalker review. Come back next week. We're talking about what are we? T- uh, well, you follow us on Patreon. Support us on Patreon for five dollars. You'll hear us talk about The Witcher, uh, which spoiler free we liked. I think. Mm-hmm. Speak for myself. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Um, but you'll hear why and what we liked and what we didn't uh, in our full review of the first season on Patreon. We're also going to talk about The Mandalorian, which we both hated. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that teaser there. for. <laughs> you have to find out why we hated The Mandalorian on our Patreon feed. And next week, uh, we're previewing our mystery episode, our mystery Disney episode. Mm -hmm. Not mystery, but voting. Listener's choice. Listener's choice mystery episode, which you can go and vote on right now as you're listening to this. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, You can go ahead and vote which one. We're doing either 101 Dalmatians, The Rescuers, or Bambi. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's pretty much down to The Rescuers or 101 Dalmatians. Yeah,
1: Bambi's not getting a whole lot of love right now.
0: Bambi is, uh, yeah, getting... uh, getting kind of crushed so probably won't be doing bambi but you can still go vote on facebook and twitter look for us there and until next week we reveal which one we're doing guys gals non-binary and everybody else
1: keep reading books
0: keep watching movies and And keep keep being awesome